Him in the head with the crankbait, what happened, and now I'm about to rip it out of it. There he is, a zombie! That was so sick! Hey, Megan Bone Gang, and welcome back to another episode of Pelican Bone Outdoors Podcast. Today's special guest, saying it like a, a radio host, always want to start this like a radio host. Anyway, we got Frank. Willems from B-Side Outdoors. Say hello, Frank. Hello, Frank. Very good. Very good. So, have you ever done an underrated, overrated, overrated, underrated before? I have not. I have not. So, uh, I stole this idea from Alex Rudd, who stole it from Gary V, who probably, ooh, was that an icy? It was. It, a true icy. Not like a uh, knockoff. I ain't had an icy in a hot minute. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, overrated, underrated. So uh, basically what happens is I bust out a bunch of topics and we'll say whether they're overrated, underrated, adequately, adequately rated, adequately rated. You know, English is tough. And uh, and then we say why. But before we start that, uh, we've been doing a segment called Outdoor Outlaws. I love my little soundboard. If you can't tell, but um, so today's gonna be a little different. It's we're not gonna be talking about guys who have gotten in trouble, but I pulled up. I have two. Well, they kind of go together, but uh, strange hunting or wild game laws, and I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna have to do a whole segment, like a whole episode on this because I was reading through them and some of them are are quite funny. So I'm gonna go rattle these off before we get started with the um. You know, before I do that, how are you, Frank? I'm, 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 that's very rude of me. I'm good. I was, if you noticed, because like you were playing the intro, and I'm like, hold on, I gotta plug my phone. <laughs> last, was, last minute, Frank over here was struggling to get everything uh put together, uh, and for whatever reason, I couldn't get the link to him. Emails were not cooperating. Um, and then of course I had to stop and get my icy on my way home. You know. So that's why you were late because you needed an icy. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. Um. Well, then I had to let the dog outside, and then the dog saw a rabbit. So, like, she is going crazy over this rabbit. Um, well, so I took a, a T-bar steak, one of my T-bar steaks, and just, like, shoved it in the ground and just let her be out there to go crazy about this rabbit. Oh, I thought you were mispronouncing T-bone steak, and I was <laughs> completely picturing you <laughs> grabbing one on your freezer, waving it, and trying to get your dog back. <laughs> But uh, apparently that's that's not what happened. Um. Anyway, so outdoor outlaws. So I was doing this uh research real quick, trying to find some, and uh, this comes up. So this is like a two parter. It's two different states with a similar type of law in Texas. And I'm I, and speaking of Alex Rudd, I'm gonna have to get him to listen to at least the beginning of this podcast. Because shout out to him. He uh. Well, you'll see why. In Texas, it's illegal. No. Excuse me. It's legal. It is legal to hunt and shoot Bigfoot. Although the state has no official position on Bigfoot, according to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission, Bigfoot would be considered a non-protected, non-game animal, which can be hunted on private property with the landowner's consent at any time without a bag limit. So that's kind of like, yeah, whatever. The next one says, but you can't, you cannot kill Bigfoot in Skamani County, Washington, which is cons which considers itself a Bigfoot refuge. In fact, a 1969 ordinance states that killing this endangered ape-like creature can get you a year in jail, a thousand dollar fine, or both. But scientists looking to study and photograph photograph uh, Bigfoot, they're welcome. So there's that. You know, have you ever seen the meme that goes around and it's like, I believe in you, but I also oh, yeah. at Bigfoot. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want to hunt Bigfoot, you can go to Texas, but not Washington. So, um, I got a funny story about hunting Bigfoot. There so you go. My little sister was, uh, I don't know. She was probably eight, nine years old, maybe 10. I mean, she might've been old as 15. I don't know exactly the age, 
but she fell backwards over a log trying to call a Bigfoot at Girl Scout camp. Really? So my mom gets this call at like 8 o'clock at night to go drive to Mississippi, wherever they were, to go pick her up because she broke her arm calling Bigfoot. Broke broke her arm. What does a Bigfoot sound like, Frank? Uh, what call was she making, Frank? Come on, Frank. Give us <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get down to it. Overrated or underrated, Frank? Speckled trout fishing. Now, uh, before you answer this, remember where we are. Uh-oh. And don't tell anyone your address because if you make the wrong answer, you probably have some Louisiana folk breaking down your door wanting to, to cut you. So. So this is, I, I think it's like adequate. It depends on where you are fishing them. Like where I'm at now, I could fish either the Barataria Basin or the east side of the river, you know. And like if, you, if you're if you like, all right, we're going to go catch 25, 12-inch trout, I'd be like, I could pass on that, you know. But if you're going to be like, we're going to go catch some 19 to 20-inch trout, I'm all for that, you know. Um I caught my first, I would say, big trout last summer. Actually, it's a, almost a year ago to the date. Um, it was after our horrible fishing trip with the redfish that day where we fished <laughs> all day. The following day, I caught, uh, it was like, the ruler we had on the boat went up to 18 inches. So it was like two inches past 18. Nice. <laughs> it was 2.3 pounds, you know. So it's a nice size trout. And that was probably the best fit, best trout like fight I've ever had with a trout. Right. You know, but like a 12 inch trout surfs is what I Yeah, call. you just drag them right across the yeah, wall. Yeah, you drag right them to the boat. The there's no yeah. drag, there's no anything. And, um, yeah. So I guess, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I've ever had a good speckled trout trip where I was pulling in 18 to 20 inch fish. Yeah. You know, like like you're talking about. So I guess as far as my experience goes, I'm gonna say it's overrated. Yeah. Because I'll take five to ten redfish, you know, fighting ten redfish over fighting yeah. thirty speckle trout. Uh not keeping, by the way, because I can only keep five. I'm just saying, you know, catch yeah. and release, catch a five, whatever. But uh but then again, I haven't like I said, I haven't been I hadn't caught uh any twenty I think my biggest speckled trout was 21 inches, and I was a kid, like a, a youngster, like a teenager. Um, but I've never had it to where, you know, you know, you hit those schools of 12 to 14 inches, and, you know, it's like every cast you're hitting them. I mean, that, that gets fun just because it's a, you know, they're mobbed up, and it's like every cast you're reeling in fish. It's exciting. But, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I My experience is overrated, but like I said, I guess I can't really – say without having a, a a good trip with a, the big boys yeah and you know I, I guess i'm the kind of the same way with you i've only had that really one good trip and if i go fishing especially saltwater marsh i'd rather mix bag any day right like that day we went to delacro where I, I mean i wasn't catching anything but you were catching bass specks and redfish right I, actually i caught some specks that day that were over 12 inches um was that the day we caught whaling yeah. Yeah. I caught a poodle. Oh yeah, we caught a poodle too that day. I forgot about that's, that. That's that's a heck of a mixed bag right there, cuz. <laughs> so. But uh I wanna try so I wanna go out with uh with Tofi. I wanna go out on that plane where they catch the big ones out there on the island. Uh and then maybe we'll have to re maybe we'll have to revisit this topic uh once I actually know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Frank and I both know how passionate Louisiana can be about their speckle trout because oh. he and I have been going to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries a mission meetings <laughs> and we have both sworn that anytime that topic comes up again at the commission meetings we're not going because yeah, I, I told tony that i was like tony i don't know what the last two things on the uh agenda was because like three quarters of the way through the speckle trout i was just like peace <laughs> Dude, and it was so crazy because they got in there and they talked and then you had the uh the public comments they got up and i mean they were share i mean passionate some people were getting like pissed and then uh 
dude, it just kept going and going and going. And then finally, when the speckle trout was over and it came up for the redfish, uh, change, you know, to vote on changing limits and stuff like that, dude, that place emptied out. It was like, yeah, there was like the fly fishing crew and then two other guys and then us. Yeah. <laughs> and we, that was our first trip. So we wasn't about to get up and say anything. We didn't, we was trying to figure out what the heck was going on still. Um, but, and, and see, like when it comes to like the commissioners meeting, just touch on that. The way I look at it is my opinion had been stated by several people. Yeah, same thing over again. Yep. So it's not like I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. Yeah. I concur. Next topic. We'll we'll probably be chasing rabbits uh, throughout this thing because that's what I like to do, chase rabbits. And that's kind of what this... uh, I don't know, this uh, overrated, underrated kind of lends itself to, which makes it so much fun. Alligator hunting, underrated or overrated? So, actually doing it, I think it is like very, I wouldn't say overrated or underrated, because like if you watch Swamp People, it's nothing like that. Right. But, like actually doing it is probably one of my favorite games to hunt. Like, and so it's adequ- really... adequately rated is is an option. So yeah, adequately. If you think it's if you think it's uh, rated correctly. Yeah, I mean, big game wise, it's an amazing big game. Like, a like big game wise in the state of Louisiana, it is phenomenal. You know, and then, um, but yeah. Um, and then, but like Swamp People makes it look like it's so difficult. Well, all. reality television. Everybody yeah. knows that reality television isn't real. Well, I hope everybody knows that by now. Uh, it's exaggerated a tad bit, you know, but that's what makes it entertaining. That's how they make money. But um, apparently it's because of that show why I can't film my alligator hunts on public land. So fortunately, guys, I have, I may have, probably going to have an opportunity to film an alligator hunt this year so y'all stay tuned to the youtube channel and uh make sure you subscribe to that but anyway i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with slightly underrated uh simply for the fact that now you know the hides aren't worth much so it's i mean it used to be uh big money it used to be very profitable to, to, to hunt alligators now not so much but now i think we need everybody filling their tags because there's freaking alligators everywhere so i feel like we need hunters uh jumping on any opportunity of tags to fill those tags and to keep that population down before they explode and start eating dogs more dogs hey hang on one second oh no i got somebody knocking on my door man hang on oh let's see who it is oh who is it do what yeah Frank's got neighbors knocking. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's my dog. She got off her leash. Oh, no. Frank's losing his dog. Okay. Come here, Harp. Come here, Harp. And that's what you Come get here, with baby. live podcasts, folks. This is uh, this is not pre-recorded. If you're listening to it on podcast phone, we do do this. Uh, we record this podcast live Come here. On, uh, on YouTube. Um, so usually look. it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday whenever I get a chance to, to do it, but my work schedule is a little confusing sometimes. So, uh, but yeah, you'll end up with uh, situations like this where Frank loses his dog and a neighbor comes and says, Hey dude, you got a dog running around. Is this yours? Yeah. So look, <laughs> and that's the dog. Hey, the puppy dog. I don't know if she, Oh no, it's broke not. <laughs> Is that the leash or the collar that broke? Like, I think she, so Somebody had given me this leash, right? It's probably because it was about to break. Uh, no, no. So, all right. So, in the campground, people just, like, leave all kind of stuff everywhere, right? That's interesting. They pack, they pack up and leave. Oh, yeah. They like, just jet. Deuces. Um, so, the trailer park manager was like, hey, you want a leash for your dog? Yeah, sure. Well, obviously, it's not a great leash. That's probably why they left it behind, Frank. <laughs> so... But she's in the camper now. I really didn't well, want to leave her in the camper because right. sometimes she gets like, "I want to play." That's ah, fine. We like dogs here. Yeah. 
But uh, since I'm so bad at this, before we continue on, let me give the shout out to the folks in the in the comment section. That Van, my boy, uh, Steve, that's my dude from church. Uh, Road Glider, and David Williams. Good to see y'all. Good to see y'all. All right, so where were we? What was I? Uh, was I talking about? Uh, yeah, you were talking about alligator hunting. How it's how the the hide prices and all are down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I really enjoyed because uh, me and Frank did our first alligator hunt last year, so we're not experts by any means. But um, we got some more tags this year, so he and I and another buddy is going to be going out doing that. And it, dude, it's a blast because what's crazy is you see the line tight. Same reason I like jug lines and like crab traps because you know it's under the water. You see the line, you don't, you, you're not sure what you're pulling up. Pretty sure it's an alligator on the other end, but you don't know how big it is. You don't know how small it is. Uh, like when we pulled up the big nine footer last year and it almost took the boat for a ride wherever it wanted to go. Um, and then I lost Frank's magazine in the water, but that's another story for another time. Um, um, by the way, I did my, uh, I did my podcast with Tony about alligator hunting on public land in Louisiana. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so, Okay, I'm going to give a little bit of background on why this podcast came to life. So when me and Vinny went to do this, there was hardly any information right. on the proper way to do it, right? So me, so me and Vinny winged it. Like, like we, I do most of my life. Yeah. Um, but I wanted something more of a... Um, I wanted more of like something to help people up. You know, like help them out, get them on the right direction. And um, Tony Howard, who is the president of Louisiana Trapper and Alligator Hunters Association, and the one the Wild Alligator, I don't know the on the uh, Alligator Advisory Commission, that Wild Alligator Hunter on that uh, advisory committee. Um, he was like, I was like Tony would you want to do it to help out? He's like, absolutely. You know? So I put that podcast out there to help. And then, I mean, I think it got good feedback. I mean, I just started my podcast back up like stringently and he's in the, Shame, in the shameless top. plug. Yeah. Shameless plug. You know, now, I, know Frank I has... did not say what the name of the podcast, No man, was. shout it out, bro. We all in this together. Tell yeah. them, tell them where they can find you. It's B-Side Outdoors at all social media. We have a link tree, um, link tree slash B-Side Outdoors. And we are the B-Side Outdoor podcast on pretty much anywhere, any of your major places you can stream your podcast from, you know. Yeah, Frank's going to have some pretty good ones coming up, especially with uh, with Tony. And uh, now that trapping season's coming up, because Frank has fallen in love with trapping. Oh. And, uh, man, I, can't, I can't blame him, though. No. I'm hoping to get another coyote back here this season. Um, I'll let you borrow some traps. I got some good ones now. Oh, some of them, uh, them KO. What they call them again? Yeah, yeah. KO. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I got some juniors and seniors. Just depends on which one you want. Well, first I got to see if them coyotes are coming, but, uh, I might have a property that we might be able to trap, but I gotta, I gotta see. I gotta see. So, next topic, if I can find what I did with it. There we go. All right. The Burger King Whopper. I, I can't tell you the last time I ate a Whopper, so I'm going to go overrated. Just oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, puppy dog. So, overrated, huh? Why is it overrated? I can't tell you the last time I ate one. <laughs> so, it wasn't that memorable for you if you can't, you can't think about it, I guess. Well, I'm going to definitely go with under it. Dude, I love a good Burger King Whopper, uh, especially since they came out with the Texas Double Whopper. Now, since you haven't been in a while and had a Whopper, go get the Texas Double Whopper. It's a double Whopper with cheese, bacon, and jalapenos. Bro. Well, I mean, if you put bacon and jalapenos on anything. Bro. Bro. Yeah, but I, see, I, Burger King to me is 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 underrated to begin with because i think they're i think the whopper is delicious that little frame burled Ooh, justin says overrated no way dude no way underrated Nah, man i love i love me a good whopper but i know that's not the uh the most popular vote because you know you always see like in west we go you can see a line at mcdonald's and across the street at the burger king is like 
one person in a drive well, up. That's and it the takes reason 30 that minutes to get at through. The Burger King. It's not because that, like whenever we go eat at at work, we eat at Burger King because they're quick and they're they're faster than going to McDonald's or Sonic. Hey? Wait, so you go to Burger King, you don't get the Whopper? I don't go. Oh, okay. But like the guys Fun at fact. Work, Fun fact from watching the uh, the food that built America or whatever that show is, the Whopper is the first sandwich that had a name the first hamburger that actually had a name like the whopper instead of just cheeseburger yeah hamburger the um dude that shit like i love what's up justin i just wendy's uh wendy oh the dave double yeah Uh, i don't know maybe so the the food that built america the men that built america pretty much anything that built america if you see it on Sit down and watch it because it's not just going to be that one episode. It's going to oh, be yeah. no, you're gonna binge it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's good though, man. Like I yeah. watched the um, like because the the Burger King one, it showed you know McDonald's and Burger King, and then they had one where it started with the Taco Bell and like Arby's because they they like add it's not just one food you know food place. It's like a couple of them and shows how they like came up at the same time. It's, it's really interesting. It, so they had one. It was on Coke and Pepsi, like soft drinks, right? Yeah, and like they're like, oh yeah, Pepsi's always talking about how they're a high, higher profiting company than Coca Cola, and they're like, but if you look at what Pepsi owes, like they well, they owe Taco Bell. <laughs> so it was it was cheaper for them to buy. Uh, I forget how it goes, but yeah, they bought Taco Bell, KFC, and uh, Pizza Hut because everyone else had Coke. They always had Coke. Pepsi was yeah. always, is Pepsi okay? When people ask for a Coke. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly what, but it was it, somehow it was cheaper or whatever for them to buy those food chains and then to sell their product in it than, than trying to get other places to, to sell their, their Pepsi product. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to disagree. Coke is definitely better than Pepsi. All of their brands. Dr. Pepsi. Pepper, way to go, man. Um, I'm not a Dr. Pepper fan. I'm a bar I'm a, beer guy, but that was, uh, I think, is it bottled by Coke now? Uh, um, it... depends on this. Uh, depends on the area. Because it uh, wasn't wasn't Barks a Louisiana thing. Actually, so I saw something on Barks, and Justin, nobody likes Pepsi. If you say you like Pepsi, you've never tried Coke. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's just he's just being contradictory. <laughs> um, so I saw the history of Barks not too long ago, and I don't know how official it was, but it actually started in Mississippi. Really? Like, yeah. Well, that might <laughs> like, be that might be accurate. Like Biloxi, Mississippi. Like yeah, I knew it New was Orleans, like it was around like, here. You know, yeah. New Orleans neighbor, you can say. Well, yeah, I mean they show for the Saints, so it's all it's all yeah. the same thing. Jeremy says you can get an ice cream after nine at Burger King. <laughs> Does McDonald's even do their machines even work anymore? That's Bro, so... there's like a conspiracy about that. McDonald's. If you don't use the McDonald's app, and I'm not sponsored by, it, but if you if you go to McDonald's and don't use their app, that's like. Like that ought to be a sin, right? I don't use their app. I don't have an app. Oh, it, it's worth it. Chick Fil A um, asks me that every time I go over there too. Oh, I have the Chick Fil A app. I have Dunkin'. Like all the apps I have. I'm a point feed, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you so like, I use the app, and I always like if I want ice cream, I order it on there. And the first thing they say, like, can we give you a couple apple pies instead? Like. If you wanted, if you wanted fresh water to drink, would salt water be okay? Yeah, no. right. You know, if I wanted <laughs> apple pies, I'd ordered apple pies. Like, but yeah. All right. This so next one version oh, to ice cream, the apple pies at McDonald's. No. I just don't know what it is. No, give me ice cream and an apple pie. Now we're talking. Yeah. All right. This next, this next one is um, uh, it's gonna be kind of confusing for those who don't know. Uh, but Victoria's Secrets Amber Romance. Overrated, underrated. Um, as a scent, uh, it's overrated. Okay. As as other uses, it's under. Well, okay. I don't. I don't know how this works. With underrated, overrated. Thing again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna explain my position. As a scent, I I don't I don't think it smells terrible. Don't get me wrong. Like, but it's not like my favorite scent they put out. 
I do have a girlfriend. So I'm about to say, Frank, what do you, Frank, are you are you telling us something live that we don't know yet, Frank? I mean, a weekend's coming up. If I if we do this podcast on a weekend, are you gonna be wearing lipstick and high heels or like all the Billy Madison where he puts the <laughs> lipstick on and lays back in the couch? Blake Hunter in the house, dude. What is up, brother? Dude, I ain't so, talked to that dude in forever. But anyway, yeah, back to Amber Romance. So that is the greatest thing since sliced bread to keep gnats and mosquitoes off of you. So, the- all right, go ahead. No, 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 no. Let you finish. Let you finish. I, I think it's gnats and mosquitoes. I don't know. You spray it all in the marsh and you don't get bit by things that bite you. That's all I know. I'm and- gonna say I'm I'm definitely gonna say it's it's underrated, but not. I don't find that it keeps the mosquitoes off as much. Maybe that's what. Maybe it's the gnats. I don't mind mosquitoes though, because I got so much hair. It's that, hard that, to get. Yeah, the gnats get up under the hair. They don't care about the hair. Yeah, they go straight through. No. Um, yeah, but that that so the gnats. I don't think I don't think the whole country has biting gnats. I don't know if that's a a salt marsh thing because I've heard people say y'all have those biting gnats there. I'm like, they they don't they don't all bite. So apparently there's gnats that don't bite. I don't know. I've never had a gnat that didn't. Well, maybe I just didn't notice a gnat. You didn't notice because they weren't biting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are these little bugs flying around me? But, man, I so I heard about Amber Romance. Funny story, uh, you know, on a bunch of different things, a bunch of uh, YouTube guys and um, uh, Don Dubuque, our local, um, I guess, fishing game report guy. And uh heard about it a lot. So one day me and the wife's in the mall. And I'm like, man, I want to get some Amber Romance. We need to stop by Victoria's Secret. She looked at me, saw it out like she was going to slap the crap out of me. Like, what you need Amber Romance for? And so, I tried to explain to her, you know, it keeps the bugs off. And she was like, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think she was buying what I was selling. So we go in there to get it. And uh, we walk up and she asks the lady, you know, do y'all have some Amber Romance? And the girl turned around and said, Oh, you need something to keep the bugs off? <laughs> I was like, I told you. So apparently a lot of people go in there. She said a lot of men do go in there to buy so just Amber Romance. But I, I looked into it, and I forgot. I think it's vanilla and lavender is what's in it. Oh, yeah. I know lavender the, they don't like. That's It's vanilla either. So like they don't like the scent of it, so they're just like, oh, I ain't going to mess with it. But look, right. if you give me the option between that and Skin So Soft, it is that all day long. Because well, if, I can, if, if I can put that on rather than just any bug spray, I yeah. hate putting bug spray on, but I mean, so, it's better than the alternative. What's terrible about me is I'm allergic to deep. So any of the bug spray that Jeez, works, you're in the wrong like, state for that. It's like not even worth me putting it on. Cause I'm on fire anyway, you know? Yeah. You're but, yeah. You're in definitely. Yeah. Cause we got, I mean, we got mosquitoes the size of pterodactyls around here, bro. And I wish times worse. Do what? Like, I thought we had bad mosquitoes, and then I went to Alaska. Really? Alaska? And the summer, well, the summertime, they have such long days. All of their uh, bugs are horrible in the summertime. Now, in the wintertime, you don't have any bugs at all. Like, (laughs) huh. Well, yeah. (laughs) Probably have less people, too. That's too (laughs) dang cold. But, yep, Amber Romance, now, like I said, in the scent, of course, is a lot better than, uh, and bug spray it don't feel you leaving all nasty but it also doesn't last as long i don't think as uh as bug spray you got to kind of keep reapplying it when you're I'm, in the marsh i'm cool with smelling like a french whore when i come back from fishing you know yeah and you do <laughs> all right next topic it's it's similar like it's just gonna piggyback right off of that because it still has to do with bugs but thermocells you ever the use best, a thermocell the best thing since sliced bread yeah i, I do i do appreciate a thermocell that little one that you buy that everybody carries on their backpack, don't get that one. Go buy you a radius. It's like a, a heart- yeah, so it's a battery powered one that the cartridges last like I think they make oh. a two hour cartridge. Yeah, my buddy Spencer got one. Yeah. And you I did it in your boat. I set it in yep. the middle of the boat, turned it on. And it's for like a hundred square feet, and I don't know if you're supposed to breed this stuff in or not, but um, I I want to say Buckmasters had that. Like they were talking about bow hunting, and that was one thing they had put on there. It was like a thermocell, but not the cheap one. <laughs> Dude, so what? The only thing about them is if the wind's blowing, it, it's useless. Like if there's a breeze blowing, I 
you'd have to, I guess, unless you put it downwind of you. Well, um, the neutral like, rodeo. Remember yeah. the rodeo? So, like, we're putting along, and I got my thermosel lit in the yeah. front of the boat. And, like, me and you are, like, slapping mosquitoes and everything else. And Josh is just back there, like, <laughs> oh, what mosquitoes? I don't feel them. Well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, definitely directional with the wind. Now, it is fantastic in a duck blind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause it'll just fill up that duck blind. And I've, I've been in the duck blind several times where you got it rolling and you'll see mosquitoes right above the blind, but they won't, they won't pass that threshold where the, uh, yeah. Where they, your, where your they breathe that thermos. Perfect for that. Like, what? Oh yeah. 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 Tail. I remember that. Like you stick your head out to, uh, see something and yep. like, there's a clot, there's like a globe of mosquitoes over you. Yep. They won't come in though with that thermos. Yeah, so I'm gonna say that it's pretty underrated too. I, I love those things. Um, duck season's coming up. Yeah, I know. Speaking of duck season, that brings me into another topic: teal season. Overrated, unless <laughs> river. Um, I have killed. I have ki- so listen. I don't. I didn't start duck hunting much until about two years ago. Actually, last year was probably the most I've ever duck hunted. And that was with you and uh, I made a couple of trips with you and we shot more nutrient and ducks. Yeah. And then I went with Chris and like we put the hammer down. It was a gallon. <laughs> so that's that. Yeah. <coughs> so that's the thing. I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with adequately rated. And here's why. Where I hunt. It's very rare that I even see a teal during teal season, much less get to shoot at one, much less hit the one I'm shooting at. Um, but my favorite thing about it is, for one, it's just that that appetizer that hunting season's here. Yeah. Right. You got, uh, you know, you, you're going out there, you're getting everything ready, and it's like it's like preseason. So I'm yeah. probably not going to shoot any teal, but that's where I'm working out all the kinks. I'm getting all my stuff together, throwing it in the boot, and you get out there and you're like, crap, I forgot this, I forgot this, and now you remember, you write it down. We're not really. You're probably still going to forget it the first time anyway, but now you got an idea what you need to do. You realize that that's the first time you opened up the blind since last year, and they got a hole in it, or they got, like, last year was all those mud dauber nests. Yeah, like, I mean, 15 pounds worth of mud from mud daubers building nests in it. Um blind snacks you know you realize man i need more snacks less snacks more but coffee listen, listen all i'm saying is little debbies needs to come out with their little cakes you know they got some, the christmas some, trees around christmas time they just need to come out with a, like a duck or a deer head duck cakes duck cakes you know or deer cakes well they need to do both because i mean that's yeah. i think that would be a, a a good seller during this time of year yeah, yeah and you know like i'd buy it like for for and what I like of I look duck hunting. Don't think I'm knocking on duck hunting. Um, I don't have anywhere that has teal. That's the first thing I'm going to preface that by. Um, kennel, kennel. Um, he's talking to dog, not me, y'all. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we don't have teal where we go. What I like about it though is like you can get out there, you can bust Galanoo, you know. Yeah, you so can. yeah, the, the spot we go now. What's crazy is it holds teal. The spot, you know, that piece of public land that I go to, it does hold teal, and I've seen it to where um, some seasons that's the only thing it held, and it held it all through the season, and like a month after the season, they were still hanging around. Um, but that's the thing; like sometimes they'll fly in about six of them, and that's all you see yeah. that day. And I'm not gonna, you know, I can't hit anything really but i'm that they're moving but they got bugu galanu up in there which is open during teal season and you get 15 of them so um get you get you some practice in and uh whether you shoot those or not we go and we can scout for uh for nutra go shoot some nutra and then scout for yeah hanging our alligator lines because it's the same public land that we hunt uh that we try and duck hunt attempt to duck hunt um we should probably call it more Galanoo and coot hunting than anything else. The pool do. But, uh, yeah, so when teal season opens, the alligator, they shut the alligator down in that uh, in that WMA. So I think it's all WMAs they do that with. Uh, 
for the lottery tags. So, so yeah, so we go out there for teal season, um, rub some rust off, get knock the rust off, rub some dirt off, something like that. And then, uh, we go scouting for the alligators. And I, pr- I prefer, I prefer to get the alligators from around where we're duck hunting because I'd like to bring my dog out there one day and, uh, it not become dinner yeah. for a lizard. So the biologist told me last year, um, because you were allegedly working when he came, but he told me Man, last. I was. <laughs> so he told me, um, I was. I made a comment about you know, like I know guys that have two thousand dollar labs, and they're they're they have such a problem that with alligators that they don't take like he takes his out during teal season and everything but he's like man you know sometimes like I, I almost have to shoot an alligator so it doesn't eat my dog and i was telling that to the biologist and he was like i'm letting you know right now alligators will self-regulate themselves when they get to car- carrying capacity they will stay at that at a certain line and that's because they'll start eating each other. Yeah, well, they need to eat more of each yeah. other. And things are freaking everywhere. You know, and I can remember as a kid, if you went riding a boat and saw an alligator, it was yeah. amazing. It was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like alligator, 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 big alligator, alligator. <laughs> yeah, dude, like I went, uh, filmed that video the other day. Um, I was I was going to a bunch of different little canals, like drainage ditches, drainage canals, and stuff like that, trying to um, catch one of them garfish. And uh, I brought my dog to a couple of them. And dude, you would you wouldn't see I. So I went to this one drainage canal three days, uh, almost three days in a row. Two of the days, never seen a single alligator, not not a one. The one day I brought Waylon, there were three of them. And one kept coming towards us. Every time he'd see Wayland move, he would start heading towards us. I went to two or three other different canals. And every time, even even alligators that weren't even half the size of him was going up to investigate because they wanted to eat him. I couldn't go anywhere without seeing them. Yeah, and, you know, but that's something, too, like in a urban environment. I know they, they ought to almost, I don't know. I don't know how you would open a season on them in an urban environment. If that makes sense. No, I don't think they would. They'd have to get like contractors, probably like a trapper yeah. to come get them. But I mean, like, let people shoot them with bows in an urban canal. I mean, how much damage can you do with a bow? I mean, right. I guess you could, but. Oh, yeah. Leroy messing up the program all the time, man. Yeah. Oh, Leroy. Leroy the alligator. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I respect alligators. I do like alligators. They're amazing creatures, been around for forever. But uh, but they get to be a pain in my butt sometimes. So if I can take a few out legally and uh, put them in my freezer, a couple in the frying pan, and then of course since I tan the hide, I got that big alligator over there. Uh, well, I can't show you with the camera, but uh, I got that alligator hide. Frank still got an alligator hide under my house. So if you know where I live, y'all can come steal that because Frank's <laughs> never gonna use it. Um, and what I got, uh, got that skull right there. That was from the big nine footer. And then what we got two skulls in the freezer yeah. still that needs to be uh cleaned up and whatnot and gonna do it all over again this year. So so yeah, I mean alligator hunting is uh what did I say? Ad- adequately rated, underrated, one of those. I, I don't know. We weren't even underrated. on alligator hunting, we got back on that from Teal. <laughs> oh, that's right, huh? <laughs> hey, alligator hunting was the second one. We done made full circle and I done lost my mind. Yeah, I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, teal teal season was adequately rated. That's right. Yeah. And then alligator hunting was, I don't even remember, but. You said like underrated. For alligator it was hunting. what? Underrated. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I said. I believe that. All right. Man, I only got two topics left. I should, probably should have came up with a couple more. Uh, all right, Mardi you. Gras. Overrated, underrated. I'm going to say this is a preposit, and your comments are about to go. <laughs> Um, Nobody the, watches it. The city of New Orleans is so overrated. <laughs> See, I was gonna put New Orleans as the topic, but I didn't. I didn't want to go that far down that chasing that rabbit. But so, so Mardi Gras is overrated. General. Now, the flip side of that, like local parades, 
you know, like the one in that goes in Lafitte, mm-hmm. the the one in Logan, the one in the Zalmans, the one in Reserve. I love them. Them are like uh, that's that's my creme de la creme, you know. And that's just because I know I know a ton of people there, and I go there more to socialize than to see the pretty lights and dancers and all of that. But um, the one in Lafitte, they half of them don't have their teeth, the dancers, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Yeah, so you going with overrated? 100%. Overrated, yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna go with overrated also, like a uh, few people in the comments just just said. But so you got I got to think about this because it's definitely overrated for me because I grew up with Mardi Gras, been to countless parades. Now I just don't even want to be in Louisiana when they have it, just because I you know I'm I'm over it, but. Looking at it from, and again, it also depends on what parade you go to because some are family friendly, some are not family friendly. Some you will more likely get shot than catch a bead. Um, but then that's also just talking about this area too. I mean, yeah. Mardi Gras does kind of extend into other states, even though real Mardi Gras is here. But Mobile, I've been to a Mobile Mardi Gras, and it is not the same atmosphere. Yeah, um, no, I didn't think it would be. So, like, you know how ours. Like you could run up to the float and get run over if you want to. Right. Over there, they they have the whole street barricaded off. Oh yeah. Like you can't even get close to it. Yeah, I'd say like if you're from out of town and never seen Mardi Gras, I think it's worth taking a look. But yeah. uh, boy, at least it was before New Orleans went to complete crap. Um, yeah. But there's Metairie. I mean, you can go to Metairie parades. Yeah, and um, then Metairie has that family gras area that yes has a lot a heavy police presence. Yeah, um, I don't yeah, think it's definitely more family smoke. friendly. You don't, you can't smoke. I don't think within like so many. I'm not uh, going to Brazil, Justin. I mean, I, I would. Don't get me wrong. Brazil. You don't fly though, Vinny. So that's like. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm. I got. I'm getting. To, I'm gonna get over that. So eventually, I'm going because I want to go down there and catch some of them crazy fish they got down there. I'm gonna uh, catch a. Let's go. Seventeen pound peacock bass. Um, Jeremy, I saw your comment about that fourteen nine. I that believe Mississippi. that was Mississippi, huh? Yeah. Yep. That was, was their state record. Yeah, that was the biggest one they caught in Mississippi. I don't know. I wonder what the biggest... Maybe I can Google that real quick. What's the biggest alligator? I don't know if I can get off it. Of, oh, I don't know if I can get off of this website. No, and- don't try. Let me let, <laughs> let let me take care of that, Frank. See if I can do that so we don't lose you. I have I usually have enough technical difficulties with this. I uh, hope nobody hears what my phone says to me whenever I plug it in. No, we can't hear on this end. Okay. Largest alligator ever. It said, "Oh, ever caught." Let's do that. Nine hundred. That's probably going to be the Mississippi one. What was the largest alligator ever recorded? Fifteen foot, one thousand eleven point five pounds, caught in Alabama in two thousand fourteen. They've been beating that joke or some chicken for a while, dude. That is a big dude. I wonder how big the head is because me and Frank found out that one foot in length can make a huge difference in girth. We yeah. caught we caught an eight eight footer, right? Uh, right at right under eight. So right under eight to so right, right over no, nine. We caught a seven six or seven eight. Okay, eight, yes. An eight two and no, a nine, nine two. Nine two. Yeah. And it, it so, so it must have been a it must have been right at eight then. And yeah, like it, when you just look on the at eight. when you look at like a four by sheet of eight four by eight sheet of plywood, like, yeah, the skull could fit easily inside the other skull and have like two inches all the way around it. Yeah, like, I mean it was the the width and the thickness of that gate. It was so much different with just just that one foot, a couple inches uh difference. Nuts. Um, speaking of alligators, did you hear about in New Orleans that kid got his hand bitten off by one like a couple days ago was he trying to feed it please tell me no he was walk. he was so oh. they think the gator was fed because he like he was just walking uh, walking yeah. down the little beach area and the alligator like jumped up and it was a small alligator jumped up and bit his hand off yep probably being fed there's a spot in uh saint bernard we went fishing the other day and it's a spillway and we're fishing in the boat in the in the spillway and there's this whole family up there calling the alligators, throwing marshmallows to them. You should have like bounced the 
one ounce weight off their forehead, but that's that's not. No, that. man, it was kids. It wasn't their fault. The parents are just <laughs> ignorant, you know. Bounce <laughs> well, off their parents' head, not the kids. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, could have, but uh, yeah, man, it just it's just frustrating. And I mean, that's ignorance. Those those people probably don't even know, don't have a clue. They just want to yeah. take their kids. But man, it's just I don't want to get off on that tangent anyway. Yeah. So yeah, Mardi Gras, it's uh, it's kind of dumb. I mean. Floats yeah. are nice. The, the mana brought up the uh, alligator at the the Plaquemines Parish Dollar General. You saw that? Oh, I seen the picture of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably somebody's yard dog just walking it to the store. Yeah, like tied it up tied outside it up so the they can go in for outside. some some natty light or something. Some dude came up and threw marshmallows at a gator in front. Meanwhile, fishing. Oh yeah. Yep, very annoying. And then they start coming up to your boat because they think you're going to have food and it causes so, a ruckus, going to get somebody killed. So the the Davis Diversion, they had a video going around and people were feeding them alligators. Everybody's like, these, look how these alligators stacked because they're always feeding them here. And I'm like, bro, first of all, that whoever posted that video is trespassing on federal property. Like <laughs> To get there, you have to trespass across train tracks and it's a federal site. Like, so that's neither here nor there. But the alligators are not there because you feed them 10 marshmallows. They're there because all of the fish coming through that diversion. Oh, yeah. They're going to stack are, up where the food is for sure. Are so, are so disoriented that the alligators are just like mine. mine. Hey, they're not stupid. I mean, they don't live billions of years, you know, yeah. as a species being being a couillon. All right. I got one last one. And then we'll have to uh, maybe I'll let you come up with one, which kind of scares me. But. Three and a half inch shotgun shells. Overrated. Unless you're goose hunting. Go on. Tell me more. Um, so listen. I have two shotguns that are what they call super mags, right? I think is what they call them. I have no idea. It, so a magnum's a three inch shot. Oh, yeah. And, and that they thought that was going to be the last thing. And then... They came up with the super bag, the, which is the three and a half. Um, well, at least that's what my Remington says on it. Um, it says it's a super mag. So I have an 870 that shoots them. And I have a Franke Infinity three and a half bottomlands camo. Not the same as yours, Vinny. I oh, that's right. You just got that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I never, I've never shot it yet. <laughs> like, I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. Um, it's, a, it's a sweet gun. Yeah. Uh, well, I've shot them before. They need. They should sponsor me. Yeah, um, I'm but, let them know. Uh, and I, I was joking with. Uh, but anyway, so I could shoot three and a half. I bought a three and a half because I would rather have that wider variety. But if I'm right. going to shoot Galanu on a WMA, I'm going to see if I can buy two and three quarter. Of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, they're cheaper. And my shoulder don't feel like it's about to fall off, but I've been hunting with a pump shotgun for so long, like maybe three and a half in a frocky isn't bad. I've never shot three and a half out of out of a uh nurse operated shotgun yet. It's um still tickles. It still tickles, I guarantee it. So I shot so Liz, it's a three and a half inch, and you know, we talk about this and duck shot is not the same as buckshot, no. which is and not the same as a turkey load. So I had a three and a half inch. That's I, I hunt with three and a half inch turkey loads in my eight seventy, and that's because sometimes you need to reach out and touch them. Get a little and, distance uh, on them. Do what? Get a little distance yeah. on them. So I patterned my shotgun out to like sixty yards, and it was still like I used that. Uh, is it TSS where it's got like it has like number eight shot, number nine shot. I don't know. Uh, I think that I thought that was a different metal, but it might not be. Well, it's 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 a uh, um, not shot. Uh, well, it's yeah, it's like um, uh, da, 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 da. It, anyway. anyway, yeah. So it's a before anyway, we show so, our complete ignorance about things. Yeah. So it's it it basically has different size shot for the distance, right? So that you can pattern well at a close distance, gotcha, and at a further distance. Um, because at 20 yards, I can hit them with a double-aught buck and kill it, but I might need 10 at 50 yards of whatever right. the shot is going that far. 
So I patterned my shotgun out to that. And that took like three boxes of shot shells. Jesus. And it took me two days to do that. And like on the second day, the first shot wasn't even on target. Cause like I was already so sore from it that I was just like, oh. <laughs> I got Dude. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go with overrated and a similar thing. When I so I bought my Franke and I bought the uh I bought the three and a half inch chamber because I wanted that capability. And since I bought it, I was like, well, since it can take three and a half, I'm gonna get a bunch of three and a halves because I can shoot them and I'm gonna try that out first. So that was when I went to uh Kansas. I bought a case of because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. We were going to shoot geese. We didn't, I ain't never shot geese before. So I, I got a case of triple B <laughs> three and a half inch shotgun shells, high brass, right? And then I got another case of, I think, number threes or number fours for duck hunting, three and a half. Dude, we went we went to Kansas and went, oh, geez, you can go back and watch the videos on, on the channel. I'm talking thousands of birds just circling your head. It was ridiculous. And a lot of shooting going on. And, dude, I didn't even realize how sore my shoulder was until the next day's hunt when you pull the trigger and that donkey kicks you in your shoulder and you're feeling it. And that's with, that's with a few layers of clothes on because it was pretty chilly. I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine because we shoot we shot neutral with those same rounds. Uh, yeah, you and me trying to get rid of them, and you're like, you can shoot three and a half here. Takes right. Time. Yeah, I was trying to because I just I'm going back to three inch shells. Yeah, but um, that's another video if y'all haven't seen it. Me and Frank going neutral hunting, and we came right up on one. So we both standing up, kind of on the edge, and uh, I take a shot, and I wasn't balanced very well, and that gun liked to throw me off the back of the boat. That was that one that they had the airboat tour or whatever. Yeah. Not far from yeah, us. Probably and, like, I just, war like, was going on. I caught it out the corner of my eye and just swung and shot. And, like, I think you, I scared you. You, I know I scared the people on that airboat tour. Yeah, um, we backed up to get the... Uh, the neutral. You, you, yeah, you killed one, wounded the other one, and I backed in. Oh, no. Yeah. And yeah. I went clean up that other one, but that's when I almost lost it and fell in the water behind me. And I think I got that one that you cleaned up on because like i had one from that hunt that like the shoulder was just gone like, yeah. yeah it was a little close a little close <laughs> but that's all the topics i have frank you got any you want, you want to throw one in there all right um for a hunting dog a standard poodle over or underrated oh well you know what i'm gonna pick that's definitely an underrated for me yeah i mean i drove all the way to the other side of san antonio to get my boy yeah. And, uh, still working on him. He, I'm, I. So what had what what had happened was, got him swimming. I got him uh, retrieving. His drive is way up, and he's doing awesome. Problem is, on January first, um, at at whatever time, New Year's before midnight, I take my dog out to go use the bathroom, and as soon as he walk outside, my neighbor shot off. My neighbor's in the back shot off a mortar shell, and uh. I mean, as soon as we walked outside, so that loud noise, big flashings, big old boom, scared the living bejesus out of him, poor guy. And uh, he ran inside shivering. So now all of a sudden he's gun shy. So uh, we've been working on that though. I bought that um that launcher from uh, Academy. Oh yeah, Frank knows because Frank launched it yeah, in the I marsh the other day. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I've been taking my my pellet gun. And I would throw my bumper and just shoot my pellet gun with no pellets and just the noise so he can see the gun, hear a little noise, and get his drive up for the bumper. And and he got over that pretty quick. And then I got this uh, launcher that shoots the 22-inch blanks, which will shoot the dummy like 150 feet. And um, so I've been doing that, getting somebody to launch it for me. And so when he sees that dummy, he ain't worried about the noise, which is great. It's a good sign. We're working on it. We're getting through it. Frank comes over the other day, and I'm like, man, this is perfect. I can get you to shoot it. I can work the dog a little bit. I was like, all right, when you hold it, you got to hold it. It's weird. You got to hold it with your fist backwards for some reason, and then you launch it, and it gets it's a little kick to it, and it's really yeah. loud. Got to wear earmuffs. And uh, I think the first shot you did, it did all right. It hit, it hit in the open field and kind of just <laughs> rolled to the edge. So he went looking, took him a second to look for it. He's good at that. He'll smell it, and he'll, he'll keep hunting until he finds it. So he brings it back, 
And then Frank, uh, get Frank to do it again, load it up. I was like, Frank, try and straighten it up a little bit. Go to the right so it lands and stays in the open field. Frank's like, all right, I got it. Frank launches that thing. He didn't come nowhere near the open field. <laughs> clean, it, clean it to all the marsh to the left of my, uh, my property. He found it, and, though. Uh, he did find it. But it took a little while. We walked up in there, and, and he knew around where it was. But funny stories after you left, later on, uh, Chase, my neighbor, he came over and uh, so we could try it with his dog. He launched it a couple times for his, and then we locked his dog up, and I was going to do it again for Waylon. And I was like, all right, Chase, just hold it. You're going to hold it like this. You're going to turn it and make sure you hit it straight. All right, boom. Dude, he launched it even worse into the <laughs> marsh than you did. We had to go. They got all of them, them uh, hairy pod cow peas that are growing all like the vines are just so thick up in there. It kind of landed on that. So we were all up in there, me, him, and the dog trying to find this daggone thing. And Waylon knew about where it was. He stayed in that area and kept fighting, but he just couldn't find it because it was actually above his head. And uh, Chase climbed in a rabbit hole. <laughs> up go and get it but uh i don't know where i was going with that or why i even brought that up but oh yeah poodles yeah. oh yeah definitely i think definitely underrated smartest dog you can imagine um it's what they originally bred for the only thing i prefer out of a lab is their coat i love the fact that a poodle doesn't shed but i think a lab's coat being they have kind of like that uh that undercoat and outer coat and their their coats like a oily coat so yeah. the water kind of just runs right off of them takes them no time at all to dry whaling on the other hand when we took them out in the blind last year it was me spencer and uh and josh and he actually retrieved his first duck last season um but when he came back in he was basically just a wet mop yeah <laughs> he just soaks it up so i'm gonna try and keep his hair a little shorter this time i'm gonna try it and I got a neoprene vest to keep him warm when it's cold. We'll see. But Just what do, do you think? Overrated or underrated? Cut. Huh? No. Well, I, I am going to do the traditional poodle cup one day, uh, uh, especially for a video. We'll get them all I, nice I and I think they are underrated. I mean, even as dogs. Um, yeah. Everybody, everybody calls them frou-frou dogs. But, like, her, I guarantee you, why she broke her leash tonight, well, she was going after a rabbit. Yeah. And, like, Probably the rabbit ran into the briars and she was like, I don't know what that is. So I'm not going in there. But or the rabbit could have ran across the property and then she saw people and just got distracted, you know. Dude, Whalen's drive has got when he was a pup, so when he was a puppy, uh when I first got him, his drive was up. Then it came to a point like when he started teething and his drive like kind of disappears, kind of worried. But uh we we oh look at the pup. Oh shaggy the <laughs> No, but his uh is we built his drive back up and he started uh I got real high. Now it's to the point where I have a chicken yard, let the chickens out, and he'll go up to the, the chicken yard and he'll circle those chickens and try and chase them through the fence. And he'll sit there, he'll do it until he passes out if I won't stop him. And uh we also had a bunch of rabbits in the yard. When I let him out, he'll take off, I mean jet towards the back, try and get him a rabbit before they run away. But I mean, just as an all around dog, I think. Yeah standard poodle is the way to go yeah um and that's like so when i when i got my first poodle because this is my second one within like three years um which we're not gonna go why i got rid of the first one but i did not want to get rid of the first one but um so i i was like my ex-wife was like we can get a dog but it can't shed well at the time only dogs i knew that didn't shed were like them frou-frou dogs you know like mm -hmm. like a poodle uh, <laughs> uh, i can't even think the names of them. a maltese and stuff yeah. like that well then uh you got whaling and you're like yeah he don't shed and no. he was such a black fuzzball my wife and my daughter like instantly fell in love with how cute he was oh yeah they all seen whaling and felt like like the next month y'all had a dog we did. Little, yeah, that's all. <laughs> when, when he is like three months, uh, two months younger than Waylon. Um, but, and then, so I found a place. It was a puppy mill I got this one from. Uh, well, actually, both of them, I think, were kind of puppy mills. But one of the other place, when he came from a breeder that did show dogs and uh, service dogs, um, this one came from a puppy mill in Cambridge in Laplace. So, like, she's used to gunshots, you know. When we were picking her up, I think I heard gunshots. But uh, 
Yeah, she's a she's smart. I mean, she's at that stage right now that she's a teenager. You know, she wants to test me. She wants to see what she can get get with. Um, she wants to play all the time. Like, oh, Jeremy, direct you to get stuff, huh? We play fetch all the time. Jeremy said, "You want to talk about shed and get a German Shepherd, dude? I love German Shepherds. My uncle had a couple of them, but yeah, dude, they shed outrageously. I used to have a, a Lab Rottweiler mix that, oh man, it was shed city. I we clean the whole house, scrub, scrub it from top to bottom, vacuum everything, and thirty minutes later, he had tumbleweeds rolling around the house. But um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Now oh, yeah, poodles are great, but." That is the hour. We're coming up on an hour. I have to get up relatively early tomorrow because I'm going going film with Jared again, going to catch some shrimps. Since oh, that's nice. Thanks for the invite. You working tomorrow, aren't you? Nights. <laughs> Nights? As if. <laughs> um, no, I got to bring the dog to the groomer in the morning. I know. You always have a reason you can't hang out at school. <laughs> I didn't get invited to go catch shrimp with y'all. That's because I knew you had something to do. See? <laughs> helping you out i didn't want you to have to say no but anyway oh we're gonna wrap this thing up respect frank's time and i'm ready to go to bed anyway tired did a lot of things today but uh yeah y'all check out frank on b-side outdoors uh check out his uh his podcast his instagram his his other stuff yeah pretty uh, much all social media including youtube we have in a podcast um yeah man check out all those things but that's going to be it, brother. I appreciate yep. you coming on, and uh, we'll do it again. Anytime. And, uh, yeah. Y'all make sure y'all check out my YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't. Um, I'm sure most of y'all came here from that. And now I'm pretty much just rambling on. So I'm going to take it out of here. Uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs>